0: Welcome to Keep Going, a podcast about failure and success hosted by John Biggs. Every week, we talk to an amazing person about a time they failed and what they learned. And remember, when you're going through hell, keep going. Welcome back to Keep Going. I'm John Biggs. Uh, Again, on the show, we basically talk about Failure and how we uh, how we escape from it. Uh, with me is Ryan Shank. He's an entrepreneur, and I think you have uh, quite a story to tell, Ryan.
1: Yeah, thank you so much for having me.
0: All right, so yeah, so what's what's been going on?
1: Uh, yeah, so um, I, I think we met when uh, I was actually COO of a company called M Helpdesk, maybe in 2013 or 14. That company ended up uh, ended up getting acquired uh, by Home Advisor. And uh, and then after that I stayed until 2016. It was a good. It was a great exit. Um, you know, and uh, it was a great exit. That was a that was a good, that was a, a great story. So then, you know, after that, at the end of 2016, 2017, I started a company called Phone Wagon. Uh, it was call tracking, call analytics software for for marketing agencies. Um, and, you know, high level is, uh, is you know, we, we I self-funded a small amount in the beginning. We did, we did Techstars in New York in 2017 cohort, uh, then raised a seed round. Um, and yeah, so there was just tons of ups and downs um, through that. I think, you know, as a founder, originally I was a solo founder building a, a SaaS company and I had, you know, outsourced. Um you know developers and things like that, and uh i, I think you know initially it uh, it was great and then I started to kind of get uh like you know paranoid right like i you know as the company got bigger, it's like, oh my god you know what if they you know run off with the code what if they you know like extort me for the code so there's you know an element of that i didn't have anyone again in the early days in house uh managing the technical sides of things um and uh you know basically, I I think like, you know, as the company started growing, I started uh, feeling, I I think, you know, again, I I think a lot of it was coming internally, like from myself, but you know, you feel like all these pressures to grow, especially once you raise venture, right? There's like the notion of T2 or D2, T3, right? Double, double, triple, triple, triple in terms of growth. And then you get to that hundred million in ARR and you know, we, we we weren't hitting those numbers, especially you know in the in the beginning or ever really. Mm-hmm. And I think like you know you put a lot of pressure on yourself. You see all the headlines. You see everyone's. It feels like everyone's raising at crazy valuations. Everyone's like growing. Everyone's just absolutely crushing it. And you know, I think I like wanted to do those things. I think you put a lot of like self worth in your ability to you know build and grow a company and scale a company and get that. You know, and you look at all these other guys, right? The, You know, the Brian Chesky's of Airbnb. um, You know, obviously, like, the Zucks in a different um, stratosphere. But you look at all these other people, and, you know, I think, like, in some way, you're like, all right, if they can do it, I can do it. And then if you're not doing it, you sort of, like, start to to get down on yourself. What happened with me, you know, as we were kind of growing the business and everything, you know, and I think a lot – this happens a lot, and I think a lot of people aren't talking about it. Um, You know, I was taking a lot of, like, Adderall – and just trying to like focus and just put in like crazy hours. I was, you know, neglecting relationships. Um, and, uh, and ultimately, you know, I, I started a feeling like, you know, I I felt like I was kind of crashing down, you know, like wasn't sustainable, like, you know, that, that sort of thing, if you're doing that a lot, you know, you're kind of, feeling like a zombie i just wasn't myself you know um and ultimately at the end of 2020 i said guys i'm gonna go to this treatment program in south florida i asked my cto like hey can you take the reins our team was crushing it you know and i think that was killing me also is like i felt like everyone was crushing it and i almost felt like maybe i was you know not living up to my own ability and being the leader that you know i knew i should have been and could have been um and why did so, you think
0: the Adderall would help in that case? What was, what was it doing for you?
1: It's weird. It's like, you almost get these like false, um, false positive reinforcements. You know, you'll, for, for instance, like, you'll, you'll take a bunch, you'll, you'll do a ton of work, right? You'll, you'll whip up like a landing page and like an email sequence, like everything is like super organized. But then you, like, come crashing down, right? And then it takes, like, a day or two to, like, recover. So I think, like but, – but the quality of the output when you when I was on it, you know, would be, like, holy crap, I got all that done in, like, a short period of time. So you know what I mean? Like, there's almost, like, mm-hmm. hey, this, like, validator that says, like, take this, this happens, boom. It
0: works, but it doesn't – but it, but, the, but the, the come down is, is bad.
1: Works until it doesn't work, yeah. Mm-hmm. Especially um, – yeah. When, and, and then again, for me, I think just sort of the way that it, you know, affects me, it makes me uh, not as personable and, you know, charismatic. And I think those are actually like some of my superpowers is being like, just like enthusiastic, having like real, like emotional intelligence, being able to like connect with people. And it like completely eliminates all of that. So it takes essentially most of the, my top traits and good qualities and like removes those and makes me into like more of like a, a robot type, type, you know, individual
0: and and what told you that that you needed to go into treatment
1: i just just the way that i was feeling the way that i you know i kept noticing myself hey i'm gonna like you know moving meetings and stuff you know last minute and and things like that it's just like you know there was like just i I knew that i wasn't you know operating at the level that i wanted to be operating and that i could could have been operating um and and, you know i think a lot of that uh, there's a lot of other you know. benefits i think of uh, of going into you know a uh, a program like that right you start to do therapy which i had never done in my entire life it's essentially a therapy boot camp right the place that that i went to you're doing group therapy you're doing individual therapy you're see, you know you're you're doing a lot of like um medical testing on the brain and seeing you know if you're um you know what's going on there from like a uh clinical kind of like medical standpoint. So, so it was really like science-based and, uh, and yeah, I think, you know, just going to, into therapy and kind of understanding the the underlying why behind a lot of the behaviors is like essentially incredibly valuable. Um, you know, and then you start to learn like, Hey, maybe you're doing a lot of this stuff because you have, you know, a negative self-talk subconscious, right. Of like, I'm not good enough, you know, and that was one thing that, you know, maybe, um, Or not, maybe. That was one thing that we sort of uncovered as I was like working through with uh with my therapist is like I had this like negative self talk of I'm not good enough. So then I would want to you know, essentially put a lot of my uh, value and, and into work and make myself uh, want, or actually, sorry, sorry, the negative self-talk was like, I'm not wanted, which is sort of like, I'm not good enough, right? So then you kind of put a lot of your focus into work and say, all right, all right, if I'm not wanted, then I'm going to be needed, right? And you're going to, you're going to, I'm going to make people need me and I'm going to like, do, you know, a lot of work and I'm going to be like, very successful. And, you know, I don't need anyone to help me out. And that's kind of like, um, something that I think, you know, I've, uh, I developed, you know, maybe from, uh, when I was like more of like a child or, or kind of growing up is like, Hey, all right, like I, I'm going to do it all on my own and I'm not, I don't need anyone's help with it. Right. And then that, um, you know, I think it, it's helpful in some ways. And then at the end of the day though, you sort of like push people away and then that prohibits you from connecting with people because you know, you think that you don't uh you don't want you don't need anyone else um you want you want to be needed on your own
0: so so you've gone through you've gone through all that at 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 this point you're working on you're trying to figure out what the next thing is what uh what have you what's the takeaway from uh, from your experience
1: so my takeaway was it was absolutely necessary for me. I learned, you know, so much about myself from, uh, from going through that. I think, you know, you know, and a lot of people that I talk to, they say, you know, Oh, I can't, you know, I can't believe, you know, you, you recognize that and you did that. And I think, you know, it's fine. I, I my biggest takeaway is that like, if you're going through something like that like it's fine to like take a step back and to focus on yourself and to look like introspectively because what happened you know with me is like I did that for a few months then I was like you know in a house with other people that were all you know clean and sober and everything and then we ended up actually like getting acquired as I was living in this house um and you know I was able to think clearly through the whole acquisition process I was able to be incredibly rational and like work through a lot of, um, you know, ups and downs just through that process and negotiation and all of that, that I don't think I would have been able to otherwise. Um, so, so the biggest takeaway is, you know, it's like, if you're going through something like that, you know, it's like, that could have, that could have killed it. Um, that could have killed everything I could have spiraled, but it's like, I was able to take a step back. And, um, you know, I've heard, I've actually heard this guy' scooter braun say like success and failure are next door neighbors, right because mm-hmm. it's like you're failing, 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 and it's like if you just keep you know pounding through you know success could be right on the other side of that wall, so it's like you know if bob was if I wasn't you know able to sort of like focus and uh and sort of continue to 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 just push through i think you know we could have uh we could have died as a company and i could have been you know i think that would have been like really really bad for me mentally but you know i was able to sort of say like hey let me let me focus on this as like the foundation and then everything else should follow
0: would would you been, would have been able to be successful if you would have been able to be acquired if you hadn't gotten treatment
1: there is zero chance, uh, that I would have been able to navigate the acquisition, um, without it. Like there was so many, you know, there, even with a, an incredibly clear head, you know, there's a lot of stuff that, that sort of, goes into it with, you know, neg- again, with negotiations, you got to get investor buy-in, you got to get uh, employee buy-in. There's a lot of like just diligence items that, that have to happen. Everyone has to be like, essentially like, okay with the deal. Um, and there is no, you know, and there was a lot of, there was a lot of sort of back and forth that, uh, that we had, um, as we were going through it. And there is no way that I would have been able to, to push through, um, if, if I wasn't in that situation.
0: And, and what happened that, that you, um that you decided to start on that route? What was, what was, who, who told you that who told you that Adderall is probably going to be the best way to go, <laughs> which it actually I, wasn't.
1: Yes. I, I, mean, I mean, it's, it's kind of, I guess, crazy. I mean, I've warned It's like, you know, kids are, I actually heard some, some study very recently that, it's like over 50% of new freshmen coming into Harvard are on some type of ADHD medicine, right? So mm-hmm. I think it's one, it's kind of over prescribed. It's sort of, you know, you, you hear about it everywhere. Everyone's kind of like taking it. It's like the, the you know, the, the, the pill, the medicine that people are using, you know, to, to study and focus a lot, you know, uh, people were we're taking it in college. I mean, I, I am, uh, I am prescribed as well. Mm-hmm. Right. And, but for my, uh, for, again, from my experience, it is not, uh, helpful in the long run. I think, you know, a lot of these things, you know, they're short-term value to them, but, um, in the long run, they sort of like take away again, a lot of your most valuable, you know, traits and assets by kind of like taking the personality out of you. And there's a lot of like, you know, you know, stimulants and, and things like that, there, there's, they're, they're not great for you. Right. Mm-hmm. People, people feel certain for a certain way on them. They're, they're addictive. And, uh I, I think that's, so yeah,
0: that's, that's one of the issues that a lot of people have with this kind of stuff. They feel that they feel that if they stop, uh, I think Tom White said this once, if, if they, if you, if you stop the booze or you stop the pills or whatever, you worry that the creativity goes away afterwards. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and have you found that, have you found any, uh, have you found that issue?
1: So, yeah, I found that I'm more creative uh, mm-hmm. without it, because again, when you know, especially on on something like like an Adderall, right? I think uh, it it actually removes the creativity, and I think like especially going through a startup, there's you know times in the early days you need to be creative, and everything, and then you know sort of get to a certain point where then you know there's Kind of like managerial type tasks you're managing people you're managing managers you're sort of like doing these like you know you're, you're building models and stuff like that where it's like less creative and that's where you know in a uh, a flawed mindset would say hey well this is the time to take this it'll make it easier you'll, you'll you know maybe have a better output for this kind of like busy work type type thing um so i found that it uh it actually removes creativity
0: mm-hmm. Okay, what's the uh, what's the advice for a uh, for a young entrepreneur who's who's just starting out now?
1: I think don't get caught up in comparing yourself to others, right? Don't don't get caught up in the. The external factors. Enjoy the process. In the in the beginning of a uh, phone wagon, it, like it was so fun, right? I'm I'm i making videos. We did a vlog, right? It was so fun. The creativity was so fun. And then you know, sort of getting caught up in the game of uh, in the, like the rat race, the game, the comparison. The hey, how do we grow faster? How do we raise a larger round? How do we get a larger valuation? And that's when like you know you're putting all of these pressures you know, on yourself and you're trying to, to do more and you're sort of like getting lost um, from what you actually love doing and creating and the process of it, you're getting lost um, and you're, you know, you're comparing yourself to others. And, and that's, you know, what, what I think kind of like kills you. So mm-hmm. do, you know, whatever company you're, you're starting, you're building, you're doing it for some reason. You have some type of knowledge of the space and you enjoy it in, in some aspect. Continue that. You know, focus on that and focus on just you know, winning the game and playing the game. Don't focus on comparing yourself to others and looking at everyone else's highlight reels because there's a lot of other people that you're not seeing that are doing way worse than you that you're beating. You know, you're just not seeing that, so um, you're not getting an accurate uh, count on on how you're truly doing. So, just enjoy the process, play the game, have fun um, in it, and then just build, you know, a great company.
0: All right, Ryan, thank you for sharing. This is uh this has been pretty interesting, and I think that's uh, I think your lessons learned are are pretty important as well, especially if you're if you're working through something, especially uh, substance
1: abuse as well. Yeah. Thank you, John. I really appreciate it. And I'm glad you're doing this podcast. I think it's very important.
0: All right. This has been Keep Going. I'm John Biggs. We'll see you next week. Thanks so much for tuning in to this episode of Keep Going. If you're enjoying the show, please feel free to rate, subscribe, and leave a review wherever you listen to your podcasts. This helps others find the show, and we greatly appreciate it. Thanks again for listening. And remember, when you're going through hell, keep going.